Hey everyone, we are here. Thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio. Good to be with you today. Another week of broadcasting. Hey, it's Christmas week. Wow. Christmas season has arrived. (laughs) You know, it seems like it was only 12 months ago that we were celebrating Christmas. How about that? And now, bang, here we are. I hope you enjoy the Christmas season. Everyone can enjoy the season with the right understanding. A lot of people are sad at Christmas. And if you're one of them, my heart goes out to you, but it's a matter of changing your focus. Because Christmas, it's a celebration. And it's really not so much about us as much as it is for us. It's a celebration of God's gift to us. The gift is His Son. And it's for the purpose of the salvation of the world. Think about it. Anyone all over the world who desires God's forgiveness and eternal life with Him can have it. Wow. That's why we celebrate it. Because Christmas is God's gift to the world, we're going to take a look at Christmas all week long right here on New Hope Radio, as well as the Hope Club podcast, which will be up and alive this afternoon from this radio program. And we're going to take a look at different aspects of Christmas, different places Christmas was celebrated in the Word of God. But today, you know what we're going to talk about? The first Christmas card. Did you know the first Christmas card was in the Bible? And uh, it was written by God Himself. (laughs) I like that. The first Christmas card, written by God Himself. So where do we go for the origin of Christmas cards? We go to the book of origins, the book of Genesis. And the Genesis is really gives us understanding with regard to everything. The beginning of everything is actually found in the book of Genesis. The beginning of life, the beginning of salvation, the beginning of marriage, the beginning of work. Everything. It's all there. It's a good book to read. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the original sin that was committed by Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Remember that? Jesus said, listen, this whole garden is yours. Have it. Eat from it. Do anything you want. But see that tree over there? That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from that tree. Don't eat from that tree. You don't need that tree. Get all these other trees. Well, you know, whenever God says something, the devil says the opposite. So he comes along and he kind of goes into one of the creatures in the garden called the serpent. And the serpent deceived Eve, got her to eat from the tree, the forbidden tree. She gave some to Adam. He ate too. And now it's a terrible outcome for humanity. Because of that, everybody that would be born 
from Adam and Eve would, would, would be born with a nature that, here it comes, wants to sin. You want to sin. And also when you're born, you are born separated from God. So there's a couple of detriments to humanity. You want to sin, alienated from God. Then the whole earth would be cursed. God said thorns and thistles and, oh, storms and diverse places, earthquakes, and they're going to get worse as time goes on. All of nature had changed. Nature became vicious. In the Garden of, Anim- the Garden of Eden, all animals were vegetarians. Then when the fall came, a lot of them became carnivorous, meat eaters. The meat eater eats the grain eater. Adam and Eve found themselves running away, hiding from the Lord. He used to come down into the garden every night, have wonderful fellowship with them. And now they're running away because they knew, uh uh-oh, we're exposed. The secret's out. We ate from the tree, and man, do we feel it. They knew something was different. They saw their nakedness in a way they never saw it before. They used to say it, they used to see it in a form of innocence. Now they see it in a form of shame. And it looked as if all was lost. But wait. Later on, you know what John said in his gospel? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Think about that. The light will always overcome the darkness. Always. And the darkness will not will not, I repeat, overtake the light. I'm looking for a Facebook crowd here. I don't see us on. So, the light shines in the darkness. The darkness does not comprehend it. In other words, the darkness will not put out the light. It's not going to happen. It can't do it. So now we know there's hope. We know that there's hope for mankind. Okay? And we're so thankful for that. That mankind is not... Without hope, mankind has hope. Now for the first Christmas card. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. The Lord said to the serpent, Now question, who or what was the serpent? Who's the serpent? We don't know exactly what this serpent was like, what he looked like. We do know what he became when he was cursed, okay? But before that, we really don't know. He wasn't serpent-like before the fall. He actually became serpent-like after the fall because he was cursed. And what he is today is because of the curse. So let's remember that when you read our Sunday school picture books, okay? So now... In verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. So you see, the curse was he would crawl on his belly. I would say that 
The serpent probably had legs before he was cursed. And what did God do? Oh, God, he took away those legs. He didn't have those legs anymore. Now he's going to crawl and eat the dust of the ground. And God said, I will put enmity, which is hostility, between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And here's what's going to happen. He shall bruise you on your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, by sight, this looks like a war between Eve and and a snake, right? If it was, it wouldn't be much of a Christmas card, would it? I mean, imagine you open your Christmas card and it says, thinking of you at Christmas, the snake and the woman are fighting again. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Now, there's much more to the meaning here, much more. I will put hatred between you and the woman, talking to the serpent, and between your offspring, serpent, and her offspring. So there's going to be this warfare between the children of Eve and the children of Satan. Oh, the battle began in the garden and it continues today. Who are Satan's offspring? Well, 1 John 3 verse 10 says, By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. So think about it. Who are the children of God? Those that live righteously and they love their brother. Who are the ones that are not? Those that don't live righteously and they're filled with hatred. Jesus said to the religious leaders who rejected him, You're of your father, the devil. Wow. (laughs) Jesus said things that would get a guy killed. He said, and you want to do the desires of your father. Oh, he was a murderer from the beginning. He doesn't stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. Whenever he speaks, he speaks a lie. Because he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, No one knows the devil better than Jesus. He knew him when he was Lucifer in eternity past in heaven. And he knew him when he kicked him out of heaven and he became the adversary, Satan. And he knows that there's nothing good in Satan. Think about it. It's impossible for anything good to be in Satan. It's impossible. He's so black. His heart, it's so dark. There's no place for light. There's no place for truth. So when we talk about the warfare between Eve and the serpent, then we see it's between her children and the devil's devil's children. We could also make a reference to the Antichrist and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the Antichrist is? The pride and joy of the devil. Oh, he's going to be worshipped in the Great Tribulation. When that time comes, and you know, I'll tell you what, I don't know how far off that is, but, I, but I've got a feeling there's more time behind us than there is before us. I think the tribulation, it's a lot closer than it used to be. That's for sure. So 
In the tribulation, the Antichrist will be worshipped, and he'll be the pride and joy. As Jesus was pleasing to God the Father, the Antichrist is pleasing to Satan. You see, we have that comparison. So God said, I will put enmity, hatred, between you and the woman. Now, the woman originally was Eve, then Mary, right? Both. Eve seed, offspring, humanity. The battle continues. What started in the garden continues through time. And a lot of people don't know there's a battle going on. You know why? Satan deceives the whole world. He's got the whole world blinders on. You know, the more I watch the news and the more I look at what the world calls entertainment and the more I listen to people speak, the more I see how spiritually blinded people really are. They're they're vain, shallow, selfish. I mean, the, the flesh is at its best in the unbeliever. You know that? The flesh is at its best in the unbeliever. And Satan, you know, he's on the warpath and he does what he can to stop people from hearing the gospel and responding to it. Remember when Jesus gave the parable of the sower? He said the, the seed falls on the, on the road and, and the birds come and eat the seed. And he says, that's Satan. He takes away the word that's sown in their heart. Oh, he can do that. You know how he does that? If you have a hot heart. If your heart is hard, like that, the seed sits on top. It doesn't go in. And Satan comes and snatches it away. You have no hope. You have no hope at all. The Bible also says Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Oh, he always looks good. So many things that are bad for you look good. You know that? Orioles look good. But they're bad for you. Fritos, oh, they look good. But they're bad for you. (laughs) We look at all these alcohol commercials on TV and they look so good. But it's bad for you. They never show the other side. They never show the destruction. They never show the dysfunction. The hurt, the heartache. They show the party, but they don't show the after party. Why? Because Satan always makes bad things look good. So, Mary's seed was the Lord Jesus. And you know, once Jesus began his ministry, you know who showed up? The devil himself. And Jesus is out in the wilderness communing with his father. He's not eating. Forty days, the devil shows up. Jesus, you must be hungry. Turn these stones into bread. Jesus, show me your God. Throw yourself off the temple. The angels will catch you. Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross. I'll give you the kingdoms. Fall down and worship me. He kept bringing these temptations to Jesus. But every time Jesus said, you know what, devil? That's not what the word of God says. I'm going to stick with what the word says. 
That's why in the face of temptation, the best thing to do, know what the word, know what the word of God says. Stick with the Bible. The Bible is your guide. It's the lamp to your feet. It's the light to your path. It shows you the way. How about at the Last Supper, that warfare returns again? After Jesus and his disciples had that Last Supper meal, Satan entered into Judas. And Jesus said to him, Judas, what you're going to do, do quickly. Jesus knew. Jesus knew. So we've got this battle going on, and Satan's always been trying to stop Christ. He tried to stop him with Herod when he was born. He tried to stop him by tempting him personally, and everything failed. So this battle goes on, but now here it comes. Eve is going to be restored. In verse 13 of Genesis 3, The Lord God said to the woman, What is this you've done? The woman said, Oh, the serpent, he deceived me and I ate. Now up to a certain point, there was a friendly connection between Eve and the serpent. But this connection had been broken when Eve said, The serpent deceived me. She come to her senses now and realized she had been used. Oh, that dirty serpent. He used me. He deceived me. That's when the Lord said that I'm going to put warfare between you and him, between your seed and her seed. And here's what will happen speaking to the serpent. The seed of the woman will bruise you on your head. And you will merely bruise him on his heel. The head wound speaks of a mortal blow. In other words, it speaks of defeat. A bruised heel speaks of the death of the humanity of Christ. The humanity of Christ. See, that's the first Christmas card with hope. That Jesus would come. He would ultimately defeat Satan. Though he would lose the battle but win the war. He would die on the cross and he would look like he lost. But he would rise from the grave. And conquer death. So I, I, I don't even want to say he would lose the battle because he didn't. That was the plan. He actually won the battle by dying. Imagine that. If he didn't die on the cross, then he lost the battle. But because he went to the cross, he finished the plan. Jesus said, Father, it is finished. Into, my, into your hands I commend my spirit. He actually won the battle and He won the war. So what is the first Christmas card really saying? You know what it's saying? That the Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. That's why. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's how the Bible closes. Revelation 20.10. The Bible's going to close with that. The ultimate defeat of Satan. He will be no more. At least not on top of the planet. He'll be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. With the 
satanic trinity. And sadly, all the children of the devil. All those that rejected Christ. It's a sad sad sight. It really is. And here's the message. And you know, if more people understood this message, more people would actually be saved. And it's what John said. Actually, John wrote it. Jesus said it. God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. This is why Christ came. He came for the purpose of salvation. So when man and the woman sinned in the garden, God gave them hope. He said, listen, it's not over. It's not over. Yes, there will be spiritual warfare on the planet. My seed, the seed of Mary, Jesus Christ, will ultimately defeat the seed of Satan. He'll defeat Satan himself. And you know, Satan knows the scriptures, but he's so proud, he thinks he's greater than the scriptures. See, he can't he he can't get saved. He's too dark. He's too lost. Can people be saved? Yes. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. The whole world. Everybody has the potential for salvation. That's why it's good news. If everybody didn't have that potential, where's the good news? Where's the good news? If everybody didn't have that. But we do. That's what makes it good news. The potential is there. Oh, what do I do? Believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Isn't Christmas a great time to be saved? Christmas is the message. Emmanuel. God with us. If your heart is heavy during the Christmas season, and I'm not saying you don't have a legitimate reason to have your heart heavy. Many people do. But see if you can refocus. See if you can refocus for the Christmas season on someone else, on the Lord Jesus that came to live, to die, to rise again. See, our focus is everything. What we look at, our perception, will determine our attitude. So the best way to change your attitude is to change your perception. Change your perception by changing your focus, by changing what you're looking at. And look at the Christmas story. Look at God's gift. Look at eternity. What God has done for us in eternity. We suffer for the moment, but we live forever. Even the apostle said it. It's a light, it's a temporary light affliction in comparison to a far greater eternal weight of glory. It's okay to look into heaven. That's where God is. 
I want to invite you to our Christmas services here at New Hope. Christmas Eve, 7 p.m. Christmas morning, 10 a.m. Two services, both alike. And um, love to have you come out and join us and worship with us. We have a lot of energy in our worship. You really enjoy it. But if you can't get to church, we'll be streaming online, live, 7 o'clock, Christmas Eve, newhopecc.tv. You can pick it up on Facebook or YouTube, either one. And then Christmas Day, the, the live stream will be there. So you can just get up and watch it. You can watch it when you're ready. That's all. But it's going to be a celebration of Christ. Our theme is a Hallelujah Christmas. And it really is about singing songs and praises of hallelujahs, praising God. See, we really want to get the understanding this year of God's gift to us. Not our gifts to each other, but God's gifts to us. And we're going to take a look at some of the reactions of the people that when Jesus was born and they got to go see him, I'm like, are you kidding? They got to go see Jesus? That's incredible. And how they reacted. How they reacted when they saw him. Man, I'll tell you what. When you understand what they understood, your heart's going to jump for joy too. It really is. You know, right now, the devil is trying to discourage everybody. With everything that's going on in the world, he's trying to discourage you and keep you from enjoying Christmas. Don't let him do it. Don't give in. Say, no, man, Christmas is not about me. Christmas is for me. Christmas is a blessing that God gives me. Christmas is Emmanuel. God is with us. And you know, for us today in the church, it's not only God with us, but it's God in us. Think about that. God is not only with you, God is in you. And you've got the power of heaven inside of you. And that power can enable you. And it'll sustain you. And it'll carry you. It'll enlighten you. It'll comfort you. It will empower you to, to do good. And you know the best good you can do? To be a blessing to someone else. Nothing wrong with that. Be a blessing to someone else. I'll tell you what. Think about joining us Christmas Eve, 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock Christmas morning. And uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow, New Hope Radio for another Christmas story. See you then. <laughs>